0: Hello and welcome. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah to you, uh, Jewish folk out there. Um, Kwanzaa's this time of year. I don't know when exactly that one is because I'm a dirty white American. Um, but hey, it's the Christmas episode. Everything mm-hmm. Christmas. Nothing else. Uh, everything is going to be Christmas related somehow, some way. So, I mean, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. The Patriots. Um, were the Krampus this year and <laughs> killed us all. The Red Sox are the Grinch and have no heart. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a Christmas list for some of these naughty folk uh, and what they need. You know, we're gonna talk a little Cardinals, little uh, Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Doesn't snow out there. No. We're gonna bring some snow. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Anyway, we got a whole pack full of stuff for you. Yes. (laughs) So I'm Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Yakiway Way Report. That's Dominic Lorenzano, local broadcaster, and he is going to take it away with that. Yes, I am. Um, So we're
1: going to get the the show started on a different kind of note, kind of a sad note, but also a tribute. All right. So Mike Leach unexpectedly, sudden, very tragic passing. He was 61 years old. And we're going to get this show started with a tribute to Mike Leach. Now, Mike Leach, I've said this when it happened. I said it on our social media, and I truly believe it. The most unique, quirkiest personality in all of football. I mean, there was no one like Mike Leach. Mike Leach, he was didn't even play college football. He played rugby. Um, he had a law degree, a master's degree, and very often times when you would interview him even live sometimes, didn't care. Wouldn't uh-huh. even talk football. Start talking to you about marriage, eloping, his thoughts, <laughs> his thoughts on candy, uh, mascots if they ever had a fight, uh, pirates, Geronimo. He was, he was a different kind of cat. And sometimes I think the personality also took away from how damn good of a football coach he was. Um, Mike Leach is the all-time leader in this stat. The most wins against a ranked opponent with an unranked team. Mike Leach did more with less than any other coach in probably all of college football history. Um, He was a absolute maverick. He was a pirate. He was a rogue. There was no one like Mike Leach. And he was a genius. And his genius and his career draw parallels to the tragic heroes in literature. And I'll tell you why. Because the things that made Mike Leach show amazing, the things that made his career this great, also were the things that held him back. He could never get a big-time blue-chip job. He just didn't give a flying you-know-what too much. And he made academic presidents nervous, and they didn't want to hire him. So he was stuck at places like Texas Tech, Mississippi State, and Washington State. And he got those programs that have never really won and never had a ton of resources to win games and reach heights they never would have before. And there's a great story of um, you know, Tennessee when they were really going through it really bad that last couple of years, uh, I mean, it was a long stretch, actually. And the Tennessee athletic director met in secret to try and hire Mike Leach. And then when the Tennessee president got word about it, fired him for trying to hire Mike Leach. And it's funny. They hired Jeremy Pruitt. At, there's a reason you don't know that name. He was an absolute disaster. And then very ironically, uh, now that Tennessee is on national relevance again, it's Josh Heichel, a disciple of Mike Leach, that has brought them there. Um, Mike Leach's coaching tree should be all over the place. I mean, Lincoln Riley, Sonny Dykes, Josh Heichel. He made guys like Gardner Minshew be able to good enough to make the NFL. Um, so his impact on on football is is everywhere, and his adaptation of the air raid and what he did with it. I mean, he was one of the first guys to really spread it out that much and throw the ball that much. His his passing schemes now are all over the NFL as well. So there was nobody like Mike Leach. He will be missed. And the best way to wrap this up is all the things that are the best about college football, all the things that we're starting to lose, though, because college football is becoming very corporate and very much like the NFL, the the quirkiness, the traditions. The weird offenses that you see that are drastically different from school to school, from the triple option, the air raid, the pro style, the one back, you know, Mike Leach encapsulated all of the best things of college football. Unique offense, quirkiness, didn't matter what he come from or what he looked like. He was going to find a way to win and beat better opponents and just no one like Mike Leach. So it's a horrible loss for college football. College football will not be the same. And like I said, especially in a time where college football is sort of losing some of the uniqueness that makes it great and why we love it so much as it's becoming so NFL, it's a tragic loss to have Mike Leach who, like I said, encapsulated some of the best things about college football. So rest in peace to Mike Leach, a great career and one of the most influential people in the last two decades of
0: football. Hmm. That was beautiful. Thank you. Well, I mean, I have stated many times on this show mm-hmm. of my dislike... For college football. For college football. But because it is so prominent mm-hmm. and so loved across the country, ESPN has... You know, Saturday on mm-hmm. ESPN is college football all day. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes on in the summer, mm. they'll talk college football all day. So there's just things I just know. Obviously the Nick Sabans and the Alabamas out there. I hear about the big schools. Mm-hmm. I very much knew who uh, Meyer was before he was a coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. So I obviously I know some of these kids coming out of college. I hear about them before they're NFL players. So and despite the fact he said like, oh, Mike Leach never played mm-hmm. or uh, excuse me, coached at a big school, mm-hmm. I knew that was a name I knew. That was a mm-hmm. name I would hear every now and again. Uh, didn't really know much about the man. Mm-hmm. As like, I couldn't, I can't tell you much about Nick Saban either. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know much about these people. But I would just hear things every now and again. Never a bad thing. And when he passed uh, last week, uh, I heard just all this stuff, just all over Twitter, mm-hmm. just all these stories. None, none of which were the same. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, different one every tweet, every time. I saw one on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Everything was different. Um, and they were all just good, positive. Many wacky, mm-hmm. and then I saw—I can't remember who said it. Uh, I saw a, a clip from a podcast, a sports podcast out there. I think—I think it was a Barstool one, um, but I don't remember who said it. He's like, "You could tell me any Mike Leach story, I'd believe it," mm-hmm. because of some of the bizarre stories I was hearing. And I'm like, "You know what? That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right."
1: He was a wacky
0: dude, <laughs> but it was all—it was all over the place. The stories I would hear from football, just mm-hmm. regular old football stories about, like, "Oh, this guy," stats about how. I think he had like the most wins as an unranked mm-hmm. coaching an unranked team against ranked opponents. Mm-hmm. I heard that one. And just yeah, just wacky things he would say in interviews, clips and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he this you know, as someone who didn't know much about him, like I it, it very quickly was obvious to me the impact this man had on not only just college football but the game of football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know I'm sure he will be missed and it it was yeah. An interesting ride that day yeah. to see all this stuff and hear about
1: this and, guy. And, you know, in, in an age – I'm glad you brought up Urban Meyer, not to be one of these people who just shits on Urban. But in an age of Urban Meyer and these high-level coaches who, you know, say one thing and kind of do another in the business of all that, Mike Leach was authentic all the time. I mean, plenty of guys I'm sure have better personalities than they show. But, like, Mike Leach would tell you exactly what he was thinking. And what he wanted to do. And that's and that's why I said, you know, he draws parallels to the tragic heroes in literature of Hamlet and Jay Gatsby. Because, like, the thing that made him so great was also the thing that held him back. Because ADs, and this, especially now in the last 10 years of the age of, you know, political correctness and how far it's gone and academia and all that. They were just like, we, we, we want nothing to do with this.
0: <laughs> but he, it's what made him so great. Did he want those jobs? Yeah. Are they?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean I told you the the story. Um there's the there's the Tennessee story. There's a story about I forget the school that uh, I don't even know if he, if it ever really came out, but there was the story that he was interviewing for a pretty high level job and they had already pretty much decided UK, on a candidate yeah, and, and yeah. someone had told Leach, So Mike shows up in a Hawaiian shirt and sandals and just waits in the AD's office for his sham interview and
0: drinks all the water and eats all the candy (laughs) okay yeah I remember you did tell me that yeah Um, but like did it ever bother him did it ever seem to bother him
1: I don't think it did I I, I think at the end of the day I think he was and he was a guy who had so many other interests too I think he was okay I mean hell he wrote a book about Geronimo he taught a class at Washington State called uh, History of and Tactics of Insurgent Warfare so he had so many other things going on too I
0: bet Bill loved him
1: Uh, Bill probably did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he probably did but uh yeah so i don't know if it truly ever bothered him really i'm mm. sure if you had asked him you know clearly he, he tried to get a tennessee job so he would sure, have liked it sure but, but i'm sure he was fine um, at the end of the day but it was the authenticness too of him that that really mm. shines in this time and, and all these reporters and interviewers you know especially the ones who had to talk to him multiple times would tell you every time he went to interview with them and stuff that he would remember things about them, too, and ask them about it. Sometimes just live on air, which sometimes was like, what
0: are you doing, Mike? <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Like, and, and Especially in this stage, I don't mean to knock on society, but authenticity seems to be going away. Yes. And people, too. So yeah. That is.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, the, I would say the one last impact, too, is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yes, Leach wasn't at, Texas Tech anymore, but Cliff Kingsbury is a disciple of of um, of Mike Leach. Cliff Kingsbury coached Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and by then Tech was still running Mike Leach's schemes, even though Leach had was gone by then. Mm. So Patrick Mahomes is also a a product of Mike Leach and their passing scheme and Mm. the way he ran offense. So Mm. yeah, fingerprints all over everything in football. Okay, all right,
0: and I think on that note we can
1: go our rapid fire news over. yes take it all away right. Jesse
0: we got a, a big week of news mm-hmm. baseball and football so alright we'll start with baseball we'll get those out of the way so Noah Syndergaard mm-hmm. signed a one year deal with the Dodgers the Dodgers did something mm-hmm. they then followed up later in the week with signing J.D. Martinez also to a one year deal worth 10 million dollars mm-hmm. goodbye J.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not that sad no I'm not either I was, I was, I was okay with watch, watching him go Speaking of more former Red Sox signing places, mm-hmm. Christian Vasquez is going to be a Minnesota twin next season. Mm. Uh, amongst those other Red Sox players, Andrew Benintendi mm-hmm. will be a Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox making more moves. He signed with, for uh, excuse me five years, $75 million. Carlos Rodon signed with the New York Yankees this week for six years, $162 million. Uh, and those are kind of the big signings this week. Also, you know, the Red Sox did a thing. They signed Justin Turner. Two years, $22 or $11 average. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. But hopefully that doesn't mean Rafi Davis is going anywhere. Anyway, uh, Bruins real quick. They went 2-0-1 since we were last here. They beat the Islanders and the Blue Jackets, and they had a heartbreaking loss in overtime to the Kings. Speaking of heartbreaking losses, Mm -hmm. Colts... Uh, they had a record set yes. this week on Saturday. They blew the biggest lead in NFL history, <laughs> 33 points, uh, and they lost 39-36 in overtime. And in that w- uh, in that win for the Vikings, they clinched the division. Dom, woo! You were right. However, this isn't. I feel still feel this isn't a very good team in hey, the Vikings.
1: That was I never said. They were a great team about to make
0: a Super Bowl run. I said they're going to win the division. Okay. All right. (laughs) but And they did. So, all right. Bills, on that same day, they won 32-29 to over the Dolphins. And I was disappointed on the lack of snow on the field. I was promised, oh, like, there's going to be a foot and a half, two feet of snow. Mm -hmm. No. Did you see they were throwing snowballs, though, at the Miami players when they got in the red zone? Yes. (laughs) There was a great clip of um, one of the passing touchdowns that... um, Josh Allen threw and he was in the corner, and then you know everyone's going nuts. Snowballs just start flying everywhere, and one just nails the cameraman right in the back. I saw that. Yeah. So they actually had to stop the game at one point, and say stop throwing snowballs, or the Bills are going to get a penalty. <laughs> uh, but in that win, they clinched the playoff spot. The Bills did. Mm-hmm. So all right, more of clinching. Eagles clinched a spot in the playoffs with a twenty-five twenty win over the Bears. Uh, Despite losing, the Cowboys also clinched this playoff spot this week Mm -hmm. in their overtime loss to Jacksonville. Chiefs clinched their division with a 30-24 hard-fought overtime win Mm -hmm. over the Texans, who suddenly are having some decent games. Mm. Uh, Not winning them, though. No. And then finally, the last clinch of the week is the 49ers clinched the NFC West officially over the Seattle Seahawks with a 21-13 win. So the Seahawks, I was wrong. <coughs> Seahawks didn't take it. No. And finally, to round out Rapid Fire News and take us into our next segment, the. I don't even know how to say this. New England Patriots um, destroyed all my hope for the season, uh, had one of the most embarrassing losses I have ever seen in my life. Uh, I truly feel. I have seen it all in football, and I can stop watching at this point because I'll probably never see that again. And I hope – you know what? I hope I do, just not the Patriots. Yes. So that can take some of that sting off. Uh, they lost 30-24. Somehow not in overtime. Um, so let's take the good. The defense is still good. Yeah. Um, not at the end of a
1: game, though. No. Um, but no one likes to play good defense at the end of a game. We just
0: love prevent defense for some reason. And honestly, our reminder, Stevenson looked okay. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's it. about the good.
1: That That's pretty much it.
0: So the offense, I mean, we. what more can we say? The schemes are awful. <laughs> the players are not gr- very good. No. Uh, across. Although that McDermott guy. Looked pretty good on Crosby. Yeah. On, yeah. He, he did On Excuse me, Mad Max Crosby. <laughs> Mad Max Crosby. No, McDermott did a good job on, on Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's something to be positive about. Sucks for Isaiah Wynn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what I really want to get into is I feel and I know I'm gonna be the defender of him again. I feel so bad for Mac Jones. Oh gosh. He had a bad first half. He was overthrowing. However, I know that just happens.
1: Oh, that come ha- on. They finally let him throw down the field again after
0: all the crying I've heard from Pats fans, and he missed on throw after throw. He did. He missed a couple in the first half. The second half, he started to hit a couple more. He did. He started to move the ball. However— They also got a defensive touchdown. They did. That's another positive <laughs> on this team. Kyle Duggar. You're mm-hmm. right. Kyle Duggar. Which actually, I said when we were watching the game— like uh, Derek Carr needs to read that. When I went back and watched the highlights, like I, I don't blame Derek Carr. Like, yeah. that was that was tremendous. Just, just by Duggar. tremendous recognition by Duggar. Yeah, he saw he saw it the entire way. Yeah, he did. Um, but so the reason I do want to defend Mac Jones, he had those these overthrow games. These overthrow games do happen and stuff like that. I feel he did clean it up a little bit in the first or excuse me, the second half. But when you're down on the goal line mm-hmm. for four plays technically i think it was five mm-hmm. because one play went but there was a timeout mm-hmm. and it was ruined so you scored two touchdowns but they were both uh what the other one was what W. smith didn't get set like yeah this this team i'm not even going to get to the end yet to show how bad the coach they are but this team mm. is just so badly coached mm-hmm. there was another instance on the where, offensive side yes yes Mm -hmm. I mean that end of the game Was not well coached on the defensive side either Mm -hmm. So And there's a little bit to be said about You know Bill needs to maybe smack these Players a little around a little more But Don't just lateral Don't just lateral the ball But we'll get there Um, So there was a play I think it was the second quarter And the the play clock was running down Hunter Henry clearly had no idea What the play call was Max trying to get everyone Just get set Just get set Please snap the ball Horrendous, no one knew what the hell was going on, and like this is just like this is week. What the hell was this? Week 15, yeah. Um, why is this happening? Why are people not knowing the play call? Why are people not knowing the signals? Why, as we really haven't had, I remember last year we had play clock problems, that really hasn't been a thing. Why now is the play clock becoming more and more of a problem, having to be like the quick. Give me the ball. We mm-hmm. can't. I'm not getting the reads out. Sorry. There's not enough time. This is, this is stupid to be happening. This is the stuff that should be polished at this point, not rearing its head suddenly. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this getting worse by the day? These guys are supposed to be l- learning something, anything, but it gets worse. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Mm. And I can't, I can't take it anymore. They're battering the ball. <laughs> uh, yeah. I-
1: Listen. I, I I do feel bad for Mac. Okay, I said this two weeks ago. All right, this is not an excuse for Patricia and Judge. They're not offensive coordinators. They need to be gone at the end of the year. But I thought, like once again, I thought this was more like, listen, Meyer. As it was it Aguilar or Myers? He he misses streaking down the field, who's pretty much wide open. He missed that one. He misses Tyquan Thornton on the. Was um, it on the sideline? Or in the middle of the field? No, not kind of in the middle of the field. That I think one. that was
0: Myers. Then, yeah, I
1: think that one was Myers. He misses Tyquan Thornton on the deep out. He throws it high and on the inside, so so Thornton can't get the feet down. I mean, they even let Mac throw the ball down the field a little bit in this game, and he still wasn't all that successful. So, like, you can't just be blaming Patricia and Judge. And I'm sorry, I don't even want to blame Mac that bad. It's just the reality for Pats fans. He's six foot three quotations, I don't know if he's 6'3", 215, he wasn't 215 when he was drafted. And as I said two weeks ago, 6'3", 215, clearly was not 215 when he was drafted, right? And non-athletic with at best average arm, I would argue below average though a little bit. The only type of quarterbacks with those type of physical attributes, they get drafted in the third and fourth round the Kirk Cousins, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, right? But because he played at Bama and because of the elevation of the quarterback position, he was overdrafted. And Mac is not the answer, all right? He's a low-end starter, maybe, maybe a backup. That's historically what these physical attributes say. Just because he was a first-round quarterback doesn't mean he's a first-round talent. And that's what he is. I'm sorry, And, and, and it would be a lot better If we didn't have Patricia and Judge, I get that. But things have to be very, very near perfect for Mac to play at a high level. And obviously, giving Bill 70 years old and the disposition of this team and the way it's run, it's very unlikely that'll ever happen for Mac on the
0: offensive side of the ball. So, Do you think that one inch and nine pounds Tom Brady has on Mac Jones is that much of a difference? I don't think. Mac Jones would win in a race. Well, I don't think Mac is six First off, uh, I mean I'm six <laughs> one. If I stood next to him and he's taller than me, like I guess I don't think he looks six three on the field. And, and no, I, here's the thing: I thought Justin Fields was short. I didn't think Mac Jones was six three either. But mm. that's because, and I, I said it, I think it was last week. It's because they have to stand so much next to offensive linemen. Okay,
1: would you who are
0: seven foot nine?
1: Okay. But
0: let me play that game then,
1: right? We're gonna compare him to Brady and stuff, right? First off, Brady has a significantly better arm than Mac. I don't know about significant he Brady's does.
0: arm was never that tremendous. Uh, he's not Aaron it's, it's Rodgers Josh
1: Allen, but I would say he if you're putting Mac as average, it's in the the very low he average. Here's the thing. I think he had the same arm as Peyton and Eli. Oh, they both have better arms than Mac. To me,
0: especially Eli. He was I no, don't I, think Eli well, had a cannon. A bit. I don't think they had the arm of prime Drew Brees. Who? Uh, Peyton, Tom, and Eli. I would push back and say Eli did.
1: I think Eli had the best arm of all three of those. Actually.
0: Mm. All okay. right.
1: Um, but anyway, because I, I, here's the thing. Eli did and, 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 have it. And, up but, but here's life. okay. But the thing with Brady, right? And and Brady has turned into you know this amazing. Part of that is, you know, brain-wise now he's seen everything so much that he can get everything done before a play, right? But it took a while for him to get there. Yeah. If if Brady gets drafted with an offensively challenged team, below average coaching, I don't think Brady, with his lack of physical gifts
0: and attributes, is able to, like, become what he is now. you D- I kind of think that Patriots team that he took over was a little offensively challenged. Yeah, but the defense was amazing. And I don't think they were poorly coached. No, no, no. Sure, Charlie Weiss. Yeah. But, like, I mean, your best offensive threat was Troy Brown. Yeah. Antoine Smith. Yeah. So
1: And also, but in this day and age now, though, the game has just changed. And the way you play offense has changed a lot from that as well. So... You would like someone a bit more gifted at the quarterback position, and like I said, if you can get everything perfect, it would be okay if Mac was in if Mac was in New York right now with Brian Dable right despite the fact that we don't think that they have great pieces they have eight wins I'll even give Mac this if he had Dable and he was in New York with the Giants, I think they'd have an extra win I think they'd have nine so oh, okay. but <laughs> but how often and especially like I said 70 year old Bill and the disposition of this franchise now like do you think that we're going to be able to get enough on the offensive side, whether coaching and talent-wise, to be able to elevate someone
0: who is a third-round, fourth-round talent? Here's the thing. I definitely do feel that he was overdrafted, mm-hmm. but I feel that is heavily on the fact that, I mean, that, that draft was somewhere like Trevor Lawrence is going first, Zach mm-hmm. Wilson is going second, mm-hmm. and then 49ers are taking a quarterback third. Mm-hmm. Is it Fields? Is it Trey, mm-hmm. maybe it's Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like, will Chicago trade up? They did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I understand that, you know, maybe Bill was thinking, if if these teams don't do this, maybe we'll try to take a quarterback round two. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I take it they were going to take Mac round one anyway, mm. just because so much was made of Cam Newton sucks. Yes. The Pages need a quarterback. And I, I, I don't know. Bill loves Alabama. Yeah, he's just got those favorites. He loves Rutgers, <laughs> Alabama. Well, he just like Rutgers secondary players. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's got his he's got his guys. Like <laughs> I can draft these guys from here. These guys yeah. here. He likes from here. Like likes some Wisconsin guys. Uh, James White was a Wisconsin guy. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's the thing. If you took, I think if you took our running schemes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like our running, not the schemes, our backs, mm-hmm. Ramondre, Damien Harris, heck, even uh Harris, Kevin Harris and mm. the other one there, yeah, whatever his name is. Um, and if you gave I think if you had as much as I crap on him a guy who just has the guy to uh, scheme up plays like Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. and if you took Mac and those play calls, even just maybe even the receiver core we have now, just a little bump on those, like I think Mac could cook. Mm. I think if you give him the pieces, and, and like do you think he's an idiot? No, I don't think he's an idiot. I just think Do you think he doesn't have the drive? No. I just think I just think he
1: is a average to below average talent. And I, and to I be able to make it work, especially early in your career, right, where you're not going to be Brady esque pre staffed that you just know everything, you're gonna need extra help. than as a guy like Fields, who at least can make plays and keep an offense moving with his talent. Lawrence, who can make any throw on the field. Mac can't do either of those things. And so you need more talent around you to be able to get you to the point where you can keep your job. Um, you're productive enough that no one wants you out, and you can learn the game and become more and more proficient. You know, up mm-hmm. here as well. But you have to have success to even get to that point beforehand to stay in the league and stay a starter. He needs more support, and I don't think he'll ever get the kind of support that he needs in New England because he is a average to below average talent as a quarterback. all right, Okay. And not significantly below average, but like I said, in this day and age, a little slightly below. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks now, they got a little wiggle.
0: He's got none. He's
1: really none. And and a below average
0: arm. <laughs> I, I just feel, just because of his intelligence, his mm-hmm. knowledge of the game, again, he's still young. He's not going to be able to read defenses like a veteran quarterbacks should. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have a... If you can... If Bill and i hope after this season he'll be like okay okay as much stubborn as i am i gotta do something just shut the hell up about it don't don't talk about it when i do it um if he can get that coach for mac Mm -hmm. and he can maybe just get a couple more receivers maybe a better tight end core uh, a group um get the get the line just a little more short up Mm -hmm. again i just think mac can do it with his knowledge his. If if you can get a coach that understands exactly what Mac is, and can get, get Mac to understand exactly what Mac is, mm-hmm. I see no reason why this kid can't be successful. I don't think he'll win MVPs. No, maybe I not. I don't think he'll and win. I, I don't even know if I have a, of a ton of argument with you
1: on that. I just don't. My thing is, I just don't think this franchise at this point shows me that they're going to be able to do that when it comes to offense.
0: Do you think? Obviously, he's young, mm-hmm. so he doesn't quite have the veteran. Ability that, say, a guy like Jamie Garoppolo should have. Mm. Do you think Kyle Shanahan would rather have Mac Jones than Jimmy G? Yes. Do you think Mac Jones can be a smarter with time, better, smarter, better reader than Jimmy G is? Yes. I do. Why can't this kid be successful? Why can't be this? Because we'll never. Because we're
1: not going to give him enough pieces early in his career to be successful to get there. Next do you thing think, though, do
0: you think he'll find success somewhere else? Just real quick.
1: Probably with the way that these guys get a second chance now maybe if he gets the right look I don't know though it's hard usually if you're if you're going to a retread you're going to a bad team again so like Jimmy, usually usually it's Baker Mayfield going to Carolina hmm. like you know usually you're going to a desperate franchise
0: Jimmy G's an inch shorter
1: <laughs> yeah I know no. but they're similar size anyway though um to the lateral yeah <laughs> right
0: <laughs> like you know what I'm it's funny.
1: People are making fun of coaching, and I know Bill says, you know, you're either coaching or allowing it to happen, and all that. I do think there's special certain circumstances where it's not the coaching fault. I think they just had a. I think they just had a mental lapse of reason. They just had a, a complete just brain fart. Yes. There's no way that was called. No. Lateral's like that are done when you're usually behind, and usually there's a throw over the middle of the field before you start doing that stuff too. I've never seen the the Fumble Rusky lateral plays be played in a
0: tie game in a half back draw. That yeah. that's never been a thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I when we watched it, I said like like if you look at all the players like it was I one of the fail, things I definitely felt that that was just off the cuff yeah. or calling an audible mid-play. Um, the players though. <laughs> yes, is that all the linemen, Hunter Henry were just kind of standing around being like what's going on mm-hmm. um and then i don't want to be mean but jacoby myers has showed me that he's not i don't think he's an idiot but sometimes he can make boneheaded plays not quite be the most aware of the situation and i'll give him credit for this after the game he said out he's like i tried to be the hero mm-hmm. that's my fault i knew the score i knew that wasn't a lateral situation mm-hmm. that's on me and bill in the press conference he gave he didn't crap on his players at all. That's the private thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to give them absolute hell, yeah um for that, but in the press conference, he gave no indication of <coughs> what the call was exactly mm-hmm. so he wouldn't jump on his players there but mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers gave me the best indication. He's just like, I was trying to be a hero, mm-hmm. so that's why it's like there's no way no, like this is as dumb as we think Patricia is, mm-hmm. this is still Bill's team. Mm-hmm. And he fundamentals situational football, regardless. I don't care where you're playing, what what your position is. Fundamentals situational football. Oh, why are we even going to let you in the building? Mm-hmm. I get heat of the moment things. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, we have an opportunity. It started with Ramondre. And I get a little bit from his perspective, oh, this is a great run. We have a chance here if we get the ball maybe a little further and we can just get it out of this... Crowd here, and the guy's right there. He lateral it to yes. He, he didn't throw it across the field. But Ramondre needs to cut his losses. He should have play for overtime. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers then needs to take charge at that point. Say, I got nowhere to go with this ball. No one else is getting open. Yeah, let's not give the ball to the quarterback <laughs> who was chatting it up with Chandler Jones behind the play, probably. Uh. and that and that. That photo. Oh, I feel so bad for Mac on that one. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not
1: fair. That's not a fair Chandler ask.
0: Chandler Jones is a beast. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's not a fair ask. <laughs> um, oh, man, the memes right now, though, are so great. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, his, his, Have you seen, have you watched Goodfellas before, right? Yeah. You know when they take Joe Pachi in and he thinks he's going to be a made man? They just bring him in that, you know, room with the one chair in it. Oh, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. And they pop him. Yeah. And he knows it's about to happen right before it happens. Yeah, it's just
0: that, but it goes. It says Jacoby Myers walking in the Belichick's office. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: to be honest, that might be the moment because Jacoby Myers is due for a contract this season. That might be the moment when Bill's like, "No, you're wearing a different you're wearing a different uniform
1: next year." <laughs> he might, he might. Not not that we have a ton of talent at wide receiver to replace it, but no, that is the kind of thing
0: that that could drive Bill so up the wall that he's just not back here. Yeah, especially because like I again, I'm not trying to knock the intelligence of Kobe Myers he's a football player so he's got some intelligence he obviously has to but like repeatedly just sometimes just making just making just decisions that are just like not quite Patriots level yeah. that you would expect mm-hmm. so ah Bill might be sick of because you know he used to piss Tom Brady off too yeah um, do you think the Pats are done I kind of think they are
1: Oh, that might that 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 was the backbreaker. Because now you got to play the Dolphins, the Bengals,
0: and the Bills, and you got to win two of the three. You'd think the Patriots have always been just that team. Like, no one bounces back better. Um, but you know, when you're good for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years straight, it's pretty easy to say we can bounce back from this. Mm-hmm. It gets a little easier after that. But when some of these players now. Especially the ones who have only known this, like maybe the Jacoby Myers, mm-hmm. then uh, Nelson Aguilar has been here for two years, Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to be like, okay, I know this is the Patriots. I know this is Bill Belichick. But we're laddering the ball to Chandler Jones at the end of a tie game. <laughs> like, this ain't, that's not Tom Brady over there. Bill's not 50 no more. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Now they get Cincy in Miami at home, at least. But like, hopefully the Bills have nothing. The only to play thing, for.
1: the only, th- I was gonna say, the only thing that I think you can hope for is you win the Miami game, and the Bills have nothing to play for when they face the Pats. Do you want to win these games? You don't want to make the playoffs just to watch I, us get stomped out, I, I guess. I,
0: you know, here's the thing. Obviously, I do, but like, do I think you're really going to at that point? What do you, What do they have like? chance to make the playoffs at this point. Yeah, something like Like, that. You had a chance. Oh, the Dolphins lost. Oh, the Jets lost. Like, come on. You're (laughs) playing the Raiders. Mm -hmm. You had them right where where you wanted them. Mm -hmm. You were down 14 at half. Like, that was perfect. That's exactly where you want the Raiders. Yeah, for some reason just
1: Josh McDaniels and this Raiders team just...
0: And you had it. Mm -hmm. You were up 7 with the game over. And now, like... Oh, that blown call. I know that the, the replay thing. This is if we're gonna do this,
1: right? We're gonna have replay and we're gonna take like five minutes. If we're not gonna overturn calls, then what what the hell's the point? How about we just let the game happen then? Like the the officiating and especially officiating when it comes to replays in the NFL is driving me crazy. If you're mm. gonna waste five minutes of my time <laughs> and stop this game to look at this a million ways, can we change the damn call then? Cause like it's it's brutal. I'd rather just I'd rather just have no replay, live with the fact in real time that bang, bang, they missed the call and just move on. I can't stand when we can sit here and look at it and be like, oh, clearly, it seems as if they made the wrong call on the field. Waste five minutes of game time and then be like, no, oh, we're not going to change anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I can't
0: stand. Sure. Oh, I know I get that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, no, the ebb and flow of the game, all this other stuff. Uh, And here's the thing. Like, it's got to be, all right, the call in the field was touchdown. So you need something definitive to change it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many angles because I know, like, obviously the NFL has more angles available to them than the public. Mm -hmm. Um, How many times did you have to watch those to see – like, oh, I need to show me that again. Like his toe show. Me out. That. Show me that again. Show me that again. Show like me the, that again.
1: His toe clearly looks like it's on the white.
0: Now they showed us they showed us two angles, like mm-hmm. on TV, mm-hmm. both of which were garbage. hmm Like, you you tell me you don't have cameras for the corner of the end zone? Like yeah. I said, I bet they have better angles, but clearly they weren't great for them either. Because mm. they were watching it for five plus minutes. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I mean, did you see that picture going around today? Mm-hmm. Not even close. No, I know. Not even close. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You're showing us on TV that like, he's he's out. Yeah. And I uh, I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, what? man. Whatever. All right.
1: Let's transition real quick. Let's let's just chutz on the Jets and Lions game real quick here before we take a break. Um, so the Jets have to play Zach Wilson again. And yeah. damn, the defense did everything it could. It was a valiant effort by the Jets against a red-hot Lions team. And in the end, they can't get it done. Uh, Jets have to play the Jags next. I think they're kind of done mm. a little bit, especially if like if Mike White's not back. They need Mike White back bad because Zach Wilson looked terrible yesterday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you see, just real quick, um, there was a clip going around mm-hmm. of like, oh, is asking a bunch of NFL players, "What's your top? What do you think your top attribute is?" Jack mm-hmm. Wilson said, "Decision making." No. Yes, that's hilarious. Yes, that's so great. Um, which is a great mm-hmm. answer because he clearly still doesn't get the fact. I bet he still doesn't think he lost that Patriots game. <laughs> so, you know that awful, awful interception. Um, it, I, when we were watching the game, uh. Was it uh, Larry said it? Like, yeah. They must hate him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't know why you don't just trance out Flacco. I don't, I don't know why. I know he sucks, but I, you'll probably just get something out of your players. And, and, that'll, and, and that'll translate. And the,
1: and the Jets defense was doing a good job. Zach Wilson gift-wrapped them one of their scores with a brutal interception. Like, yeah. what the hell was he looking at? I don't know, man. And multiple times in that game, like, he just kind of threw it up for grabs. Yeah. One time he gets bailed out, Elijah Moore's there to make the catch. But like he does things that you would sit a high school kid down for.
0: I think he's just, you know, he doesn't quite understand what he did wrong. He just <clears throat> knows they don't they're not they're upset with him, mm-hmm. but he's panicking. Yeah. He's trying, he's like, "Oh, I got to force things. I got to I got to just throw it down there." Yeah. I don't
1: I don't know why they didn't bench him for Flacco at some point in that game. I truly don't. Cuz I know Flacco sucks, but like all they kind of had to do was mostly play mistake-free football,
0: and they had a good chance to win that game. Uh, do you think Salah thinks they have no business actually being in the playoffs? And he just knows it. Obviously, he's not going to tell his players that. It's just like, well, now that we'd lost Mike White for a game here, like let's just literally put the nail in the coffin of Zach Wilson's <laughs> jet career. I don't know.
1: I don't know. And maybe, maybe, maybe it even came down from higher up. That if, oh, White, that if White's hurt, like Zach's gotta play this whole maybe. game. I want the I can I, see that. We we invested money and all this into it and blah, 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 blah. So I, I can see that. That that's the only thing I can think of. I don't think Sala cares about the other
0: stuff. Salah wants to win every game.
1: He's no, truly sure.
0: all about that. I'm sure he does. It's just you know, it's with without White because you're not really gonna win with Flacco either. No, you're not. So But I think they could've won that game with Flacco. No, I think like just literally that just putting in Flacco. Mm -hmm. Would be a kick in the ass for the offense. Yeah. Just like, that's not Zach. That makes me happy. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. With that,
1: we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. We're going to do our top five NFL teams again now as we're getting closer to the playoff time. Who we think are the best five? Stick with us, guys. So we are back here at Slow Your Roll. A quick audible here. You know, we we were talking about the replay thing. I was talking about how I hate five minutes, then to not change a call. You know, we had we had Lisa over here who was uh, in the uh, in the audio booth. There, she was arguing with me a little bit afterwards. So I want to bring it on, and I get your point. Let me make it concise, though. Right? If we're going to do this, right? If we're going to have a replay. I think it needs to be quick and concise. If if in the first minute or two minutes of looking at a play, you can't make a call, then just keep it the way it was and let's get on with it. I can't stand five, ten minutes. Let's just keep the game moving, right? And, and replay should have been made for correcting what I would call egregiously bad calls, right? Yes. So, so within the first minute to two minutes, if you can't come up with the fact that it's an egregiously bad call that needs to be changed then keep it what it is and let's get the game moving. Do you think that's a better explanation?
2: I, mean, I think that is, come, Wait, wait,
1: come over here to the I mic. I think
2: it is better, but I mean, I had to look at it as in if it was my team. Okay. Because I think that when people are uh, rooting for certain teams, they see things different, mm-hmm. right? So I'm <laughs> Absolutely. a Patriots fan. So I had to look at it at last, and if the Patriots made that play, would I say they was in? Mm-hmm. And I would have said they was in. Okay. You know, so that's the way I looked at it in real time. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we need little things like that. They got to keep the crowd on an anxiety, right? Okay. They got to keep us on our toes. <laughs> so they went five whole minutes to decide what they already knew that they was going to go, with, right? Yeah. Because they got to make it exciting. I got you.
1: Me just being the purest of sport that I am in all its true forms. I want to keep the game moving because let's not have wild momentum shifts. Let's not, you know, let's not break the momentum and the flow of the game because that changes things. It gives coaches sometimes more time to talk about what are we going to do? What are our options if this happens or that Mm -hmm. happens? And it gives defenses a break as well. That's another thing that these long breaks do. So I'm a fan of let's just keep the game going in its purest form. Is that
2: a bad thing, giving the teams a break?
1: It changes the way the game's being played. When it's you're giving it an artificial pass. break, though.
2: It's a free pass for um, um, pause, right?
1: Yeah. It's but it's pass. an unnatural one. <laughs> it's an unnatural one. And like I said, so I think replay should have been made for minute, two minutes. If it's an egregiously bad call, we can overturn it. If it's not egregiously bad, don't take another three to four minutes to look at it. Just keep it the way it is. Because that's what was called on the field, and you're going to have to overcome it and suck it up.
2: Well, how many people are voting on the
1: call? It's just one guy, just isn't one it?
0: Guy? Well, it's one guy. He's consulting with NFL headquarters yes. in New York, mm-hmm. so I don't up. know how many guys he's consulting with. But it's supposed to be him, the main, the head referee of the game, mm-hmm. talking with the head guy in New York, who's so looking at it. It's supposed it's to be strange. them two conversing about it. Now, if you, the call on the field was touchdown, so they have to see something definitive to change it mm-hmm. like it has to be just definitive in their minds that's that's definitely mm-hmm. out at that point that's definitely in we can make the call um now do you but to your point with the whole keeping them on their toes and their anxiety thing i i <laughs> wish they would keep it quick but i do understand at times they're like oh we do want to get this right regardless of how everybody feels mm-hmm. um and maybe sometimes they do like listen they're not going to like this call sit in that tent for an extra minute just because it'll it's gonna the crowd's gonna get a little antsy and they're gonna be pissed at the call so just just wait it out there'll be a little more understanding because we all as football fans we all know like the longer the the review goes generally the more controversial the call is so and we when we watched it live we're like, you immediately, even before the replays came, said he was out. Yeah, I thought he was out. But when we saw the replays, you know, we are Patriots fans, maybe there was a little bias, what have you. But we said pretty quickly, we're just watching the replay.
1: His toe tel- looked like he was out.
0: We thought he was out. But then it went on for two minutes, three <laughs> minutes, four minutes. And we're like, oh. They're not going to change it. We don't think they're going to change it. So I don't know if they maybe play that up.
2: To try to convince you. But
0: <laughs> But it definitely does convince that, oh. Maybe nothing will change, or maybe we're going to get some controversy with this call mm-hmm. they, every 30 seconds, that, a minute that goes by. Mm-hmm. So they, didn't, they definitely gave me anxiety. I'll give them that. Yeah,
2: they, I mean, the whole game did. I mean, I was by myself. It wasn't a safe game to watch by yourself <laughs> 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 by how it ended, right? Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, like, banging on the walls, hoping my neighbors come save me. I'm like, what happened here? And it's like something going really wrong here watching this game.
0: No, that, that, I, that is true. I probably, if I watched that game by myself, I probably, I don't know. I'm sure I would have been very upset. You put a hole in your wall or something? Uh, nah. So to round it up, though,
1: what do you think on my idea of how replay should be? Four egregious calls, one to two minutes. If you can't tell clearly within that, just live with what the hell the play was called.
2: Well, like you said, one or two minutes is reasonable. Mm-hmm. It is reasonable, but I still think that every human is gonna think different when it's their team.
1: Oh no, yeah, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? No, we so, have we want people extra have that time tendency. When it's the Patriots, like we always think the Pats are being done wrong. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Because they are. I, I'm, I'm sitting up there watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the game, waiting for them to do wrong to the Patriots now because that's the mm-hmm. stigma, right? Yeah. So, um, I think. I think two minutes is good. Ah, okay. I think when it does go on, then it gives you room to think of something that didn't happen.
1: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You know, it, it just gets it gets too um, subjective. Sure. Too subjective well, once we go on that long. You, get, you start looking for
0: it. You know what I mean? Sure. Instead no, of just sure. realizing it's there or it's not there. Sure. Well, I mean, baseball and hockey have both recently adopted replay and going to replay for certain things, offsides and hockey. Um, was it fair or foul uh, in baseball? Stuff like that. And more and more fans have complained. This is slowing down the game. Mm-hmm. Just, just live with the call. Mm-hmm. Just live with the bad calls. We've done it for a hundred years. Yeah, live with the call. Yeah. So well, it,
2: baseball is too long anyway. So <laughs> that's, should, a, that's a different
1: conversation.
0: I will say, sure, you're you're taking a slow game and then stopping it. <laughs> yes. For a, take a timeout to just watch a replay. Of yes. That mm, I think that is foul. <laughs>
1: that's a whole different conversation. So
0: that that. That is isn't. that does take it to another level with baseball. But it, it is the same concept of let's not let's not just pause this game mm-hmm. to watch the same replay a 20, million times. 30 times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a lot. Because yeah. you're not gonna and cuz like after said, the first 2 3 times you're not going to see anything new the fourth time. Unless unless you time. start
1: convincing yourself you're seeing something. That's sure. the other problem I have is like once we go too long you start like just squinting looking like you're looking for it. Yeah. It should be either there cut and dry the first one or two times and if it's not live yeah. with it.
0: You saw it or you didn't.
1: Yeah. You saw it or you didn't.
2: And it shouldn't be your job if <laughs> if you have so much anxiety behind it. <laughs> if you're worried about what people are going to think about your call. Oh yeah yeah right? yeah that too. Because if you if they waited that long <laughs> obviously they was waiting I oh, I don't want to get it wrong right? yeah mm-hmm. so if you're so worried about that you probably shouldn't be the one that's calling
1: yeah exactly all right yeah. i think we have to move on lisa thank, thank you very you. much thank you very much for coming in that was, that was awesome that, <laughs> oh, that was that. cool that, that was, was fun. cool <laughs> and with that surprise we, guest i know right surprise guest um top five nfl teams right okay. now jesse who do we have start at five okay i think we're probably gonna have the same
0: five i think maybe we'll just be different orders okay uh, we'll find out right now, because I could see this team be not being on your list. Okay, Philadelphia Eagles. Nope, they're on it. They are? They are on okay. it. Okay. So, again, we've been over this many, many a time. Mm-hmm. I don't care they have the best record in the league. They're not the best team in the league. Um, you know, they have great intangibles. It's a very well-put-together group on offense. The defense is stacked. Um, they They scheme up mm-hmm. pretty well, but it's just, you know the second half Mm -hmm. off script stuff Jalen Hurts uh, I can't quite put them higher than this but I at this point yes you are a very good team Mm -hmm. Eagles I'm not going to deny that Mm -hmm. four I don't want to put them on this might be your one Mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers Mm -hmm. so this is my best NFC team spoiler I'm not going to deny it at this point tremendously put together well coached mm-hmm. right now we'll see when it comes playoff time and you get to those big close games Situation and tight it football. yes now parties come in looked good mm-hmm. real good obviously they're playing it some pretty safe but some some of the schemes I've seen when when they put party in have been just so good so tremendous mm-hmm. and that alone deserves a consideration for this but then you spread, you have guys like McCaffrey in the backfield Kittle is your tight end. Ayuk is turning into a actually a very good wide receiver. Um, you know, Debo, we'll see. Seems he's going to be back this year, they said. But this is a well-put-together team on both sides of the ball. Well-coached, well-schemed. They're number four. Definitely deserve to be top five. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We know them. We've talked about them a lot. I've said this might actually have potential to be one of the better Kansas City Chiefs teams. Uh, You know, after that tough game against Houston, maybe I took a little step back there, but this is just kind of the the ebb and flow that we've seen over the Kansas City Chiefs the past couple years. They just have these little dips in the middle of the season. Maybe they get a little lazy. They don't take an opponent seriously enough. It happens. They're looking forward to the playoffs. But this is still vintage Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey seems to still be at the top of his game. I think the depth in the offense is great. The running game is actually doing well. The defense is better than it has been. Top three team. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills are number two. Okay. Number two. So yes, this is, I believe, the first time the entire season I've taken them out of the number one spot. Yes. So, you know, it was it was make it was make, all mm-hmm. shaping up to be an ass whooping mm-hmm. on Saturday. It's going to be snow. Dolphins don't like cold. apparently what the Dolphins did to prepare for the snow and cold was blast the AC in their inside practice facility in Miami, mm. which par- and my and Mike
1: McDaniel wearing a, a shirt all week that just said I want it to be colder.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So clearly they were ready, and you know what? They gave them they gave the Bills a lot, <laughs> but more and more like the Bills. You know, it's just, it's a lot of those same old things. They kind of can't get out of their own way. Sometimes they can't bury opponents they should. Mm-hmm. They can't finish a game. They can't run out clock. These are the problems that, you know, you're not a number one team. Mm-hmm. But Josh Allen is that guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is still great players all here across the, uh, on both sides of the ball. Defense is a little banged up, but mm-hmm. they're getting it done. Okay. Bills are number two. But right. I still see them beating Mahomes in the playoffs. Okay. Especially if you have to go to Buffalo, which. Right now, Buffalo has uh, the mm-hmm. whatever home field. Yes, um, number one. My team, Cincinnati Bengals.
1: You know what's funny? What we have the same number one. Is that it? Yeah, we have the same number one.
0: Okay. Well, I know I kind of figured you might because I don't know if you take them out because mm-hmm. you had the men one. You had the Bengals at one before.
1: No, I didn't have them at one. I had, but I had them way higher than you thought. I had them at two, I think, or three. Oh, last you're right, because you had the Forty Nine
0: ers at one. Yeah. So, you know that game. They started out bad yesterday. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to watch it live, um, but you know they've shown to be a uh, we got to start out hot team. So let's not blow this game. Mm-hmm. Let's get off to the start. However, they showed me yesterday they can be that. Oh, it's not looking good. Let's let's change things around. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's rethink this. Let's and let's take over the game. That really showed me that. All right. This is this is a real contender here with the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. That's a well that's a well put together team, despite its flaws. Mm-hmm. And when they're healthy, guys like Mixon, Jamar Chase, those are some of the best playmakers. Ahmad J. P. Ryan looked like a very effective back too, by the sure. way. When Mixon's down, absolutely. So. T. Higgins uh, <clears throat> has been tremendous this season. When Jamar Chase has not have to been the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, even Tyler Boyd has had a very good season. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cincinnati
1: Bengals. We don't have a ton of disagreement, just a little different order, but not that much different. So, at number 5, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, well put together, pro bowlers on many different levels of this team, D-line, corner. I mean, maybe the best probably the best secondary in football. Their 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 secondary is elite. Um I worry about Jalen Hurts. Still playoff time, situational football, and this team a little bit because they simply have not had to overcome a lot. They've had a pretty easy schedule. A lot of their better teams they've played, they've got them at the right times, and they've played been able to play downhill most of the year. I, I'd like a team to be a little bit more tested coming into the playoffs, you know, because the games get close and tight and all that, but I can't deny it right now, especially with the way some other teams have fallen off here late. Philadelphia Eagles, number five, five best team. Fifth best team in the NFL. Uh, Number four, I'll go the San Francisco 49ers. They're only at four because I need to see more than two games of Brock Purdy to definitively say that they're just as good with him as they were with Jimmy G. However, I think they are the best roster. I think Shanahan is the smartest play caller and offensive designer in the NFL. And they probably have the best defense in the NFL. Um, Again, situational football playoff time. Is Brock able to make all the throws on the field and be able to do the things that they need to do in the playoff time? We'll see. That's why I have him at four. Uh, Number three, I have the Buffalo Bills. Bills three. Um, They are extremely Josh Allen reliant, Mm -hmm. way too much. If Allen is even off a little bit, I don't think they can win a game. They miss uh, Poyer in the secondary. They're still not a great running team situationally. They're not great. They get tight. They have a bad time. They can't finish off opponents. That's a problem come playoff time. Damn, they are talented, though. And if you play in a dome, they might be the best dome team in the NFL. Mm. Um, So them at three. Number two, I have the Chiefs. I mean, this is simply they're great. Reed's great. Mahomes is great. Everything about them, for the most part, is great. The defense is not. Uh, And I don't care about the Texans game that much. The Chiefs don't have a ton to play for anymore. I'm just looking at the whole season, your resume of work. The defense isn't that good. So that's why they're only at two. Number one, the Cincinnati Bengals. For almost the same reasons that you said. The Bengals are deep. Samaj P. Ryan did fine. Didn't really miss a beat in the run game. Nixon's great. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. A very talented defense, though they don't have any real true standout studs. If you look at the resume, right, especially in second halves, they're the best, they're one of the best second half defenses in the entire NFL. The O-line is significantly better now this year, late in the year, than it was last year. And Joe Burrow is just that dude. They are a great matchup for the Chiefs also. They match up perfectly with KC. So right now, Cincinnati Bengals, best team in the NFL. We always had the same. Yeah, we did almost have the same. We just switched around KC and Buffalo. Yep. Why do you put KC third and Buffalo second? Do you well, think Buffalo's defense is better
0: than KC's and that's really what it is? Uh I mean I don't know if it is now mm-hmm. with the injuries that have come to Buffalo mm-hmm. but I think I think the playmakers I mean other than Kelsey mm-hmm. the depth that uh Buffalo has on offense and the uh, the big playability I know Casey has that too mm-hmm. but when they match up head to head I I know in the playoffs Casey has their number but I feel like Bills should beat them okay. in these situations like the Bills really miss Von Miller though. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll that has taken a big hit to their pass rush. Yeah, um, and- we'll we'll see if they can patch that at all, mm-hmm. get anything else going with that. But I mean the the injuries on defense are definitely starting to add up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, I I don't know, just Josh Allen, just he he wills his team. of we don't like the running game. Mm-hmm. If they can get Hines. And Singletary more involved in this offense. I think that opens them up a lot because, mm-hmm. I mean, they do like to pass to their uh running backs as well if they could just, you know, and I've, I've said this, I think at times they could be a decent running team. They just uh, so quickly abandon it. They mm-hmm. have no faith in it whatsoever. Yeah. And when it comes down to like, we just need to uh run clock, they just still, they want to play the same game. I got you. Diggs is over there, down deep. Like, let's get him the ball. And I get it. A couple of those first downs, you get some more points. The game is over, mm-hmm. but they're the, playing. You're at that point. It's a desperate defense. You're going up against it. If they can clean up these situational things, I like them against almost anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot of situational and yes, injuries on the defense. Yeah, Allen is also a mistake pro, which can be a problem. Yeah. He's a little... He's a, little he, he's a wild man. He loves playing Josh Allen's game <laughs> a little too much at times. Yeah, he does. All right. I think with that, uh, I'm going to call an audible
1: real quick just because the Pats thing and, and her in and here, we're, we're save the Arizona Cardinals maybe for another week. Okay. I'm going to turn it over to you, Yakiway Report writer, on the Red Sox. All
0: right. Take I'm, it away. I want to quickly... Uh... Yeah, get your thing set up. All right. Let's try to cover the light there. <laughs> uh... All right. So, I mean, the Red Sox... You know, the disaster that was the Xander Bogart situation has come and gone. We now can move on to, you know, Dansby Swanson signing other places. All the good all the good free agents being gone at this point. So and I like I didn't I mean I didn't really like the signing at first, but then I heard the figures. Justin Turner signing is fine. Mm-hmm. It's decent. Um but I now like that uh Bogart's is gone. Everyone's saying, well, you have to sign Devers. You have to sign Devers. And the Red Sox come on and say, we're going hard after Devers. However, the reports are they are galaxies apart, and the Red Sox are open to talking during the season. However, uh, if it doesn't really turn around, they might have to explore trade options. And Devers' team seems to really want to explore free agency. Hmm. I've said uh people. well excuse me. People have said you need to pick one or the other, Devers or Bogards. Pick the younger one, the better hitter. Uh they both can't field. What does it matter? So in that That's aspect. Not, I, I resent that. I think Sandra's a fine fielder. He's 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 fine. He's mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah. Plenty good enough. Especially when you compare him to maybe a Tatis mm-hmm. out there. But anyway. However, I've said if you don't sign Bogarts, you're really going to have to pay Rafi a lot. Because that was his best friend. And as much as we we're like, all right, it's about the money. They want to just win games. It's about that stuff. Like, people want to play with who they want to play with. See, look at them in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, they love it. They they call their guys, hey, I'm, we're going to free agency. We're going to go sign with the Clippers. We're going to go to the Nets. Mm-hmm. That worked out great. Um, what have you. So, th- as much as this doesn't really happen mm-hmm. in baseball, these relationships are, are formed. And they want – there's people you kind of want to stay, you want to play with. Like, w- the Red Sox have had – like, David Ortiz can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Dustin Pedroia is a Red Sox. He can't go anywhere. Jason Vargas, no. He's a, he's a Red Sox. He's been with us for so long. He can't hit for crap. But he works so well with these pitchers, so he's still going to be a part of this team. Mm-hmm. So, Christian Vasquez. He leaves. Everyone's like, oh my God. When I said like when they cut when they cut Ploiecki, mm-hmm. how stupid that was. There's two weeks left in the season. Just lose with that guy on your bench. They love the man. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like playing for you anymore mm-hmm. because this used to be like, oh, the lovable losers. You won a couple, but now we're just the Red Sox. We're mm-hmm. trying to actually really compete with the Yankees and we're trying to win those World Series. Now no one you are not the free agency destination anymore, and it's not because like, oh, you're not paying these people enough. People used to take pay cuts for you. People used to, but no one wants to play for you anymore. No one wants to play for this organization. People want to play for Alex Cora. They don't want to deal with John Henry. They don't want to deal with Bloom. Mm-hmm. People are willing to take pay cuts, but they're not willing to take a pay cut when your galaxy's apart. Yes. And, and and for the friend thing, too, it's not even just
1: playing with your friend. It's also, like, Raffi feeling that they did Xander dirty. Oh, I bet. Like, that's the other part about I it. Bet. Like now it's like, well, you screwed over Xander. You're kind of insulting, we feel. I felt like with your offers to him. So, like, now I'm definitely just like, you have to give me the highest amount of money for me to stay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and after, it's probably not just Xander. Mm-hmm. Vasquez has been there the Devers entire time there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Ploeki's a, a guy that's well liked. Um, JD Martinez was a well liked guy in that locker room. Uh, Ivaldi is well liked there. Who knows where he's gonna go? Mm-hmm. And you know, we've said like maybe you should move on from Ivaldi, maybe you should move on from JD, but it's how they go about it. Mm-hmm. They, 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 I said it before, they want to spit in these players' face, it seems, mm-hmm. when they on their way out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 insane. Like, mm. how, like. How many great Red Sox throughout history, winners, losers, doesn't matter, have just stuck with the team? Johnny Pesky, Mm. Carl Yastrzemski, Jim Rice, Mm. Tim Wakefield is uh, an analyst, Dennis Eckersley, Mm. uh, uh, rest in peace Jerry Remy. All of these guys, they just stick with the team in some way or another. Even Papabon, Yucalus, uh Mo Vaughn does it. They, they go on nesting and stuff like that. Uh, promoting the team at games. Fred Lynn, I see him all the time. Um, I, I don't see that in this next generation. No, I don't either. Why would they?
1: Because John Henry has just not treated the people in-house, in, on the roster already, well at all.
0: No. And, it, I, you know, I get after a while... We won a World Series maybe let's try to change up uh, let's not spend all the money mm-hmm. let's say and that happens every now and then. with the luxury tax every once in a while a team needs to be like we're cutting payroll for a little bit <clears throat> two three years and then we're gonna ramp up the, John Henry so desperately wants to play the Oakland A's game mm-hmm. like you don't have to go over the luxury tax I'm not begging you for that John mm-hmm I'm, I'm asking you to pay for a competitive team like we used to. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to, you know, you don't have to compare the payrolls. But I want you to put a Red Sox team out there that I expect. I don't want to watch the Rays. I don't. I prefer not to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not quite the most exciting game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to bash them, but they have to play a game based on their budget. They mm-hmm. don't have that budget. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't. Yes, I don't need you to spend every penny of your life, and I, don't, and I don't. I don't want rotating players at almost every damn position
1: on the field, like the Rays have to, because they have to get the best out of every matchup, every hot streak, every you know what I mean. Yeah, they got to get an ounce out of every lackluster amount of talent that they have. I want dudes that I can go out there and send out there every day at shortstop, second base, third base, or whatever it is, bat them fifth, and not have to change my lineup a ton every day. I want to know the guys.
0: How much money do you think the Red Sox made from Nomar Garcia Garciaparra? Oh, I know. Boatloads. Mm-hmm. Boatloads. You know who else was on the same team at the same time as Nomar? Mm-hmm. Pedro Martinez. Yeah. I bet that man made you a lot of money. Yeah. And he brought in uh, Manny Ramirez. Oh, I bet that man brought in a lot of money. Yeah. Then you found this cheap player mm-hmm. called David Ortiz. And I bet you made <laughs> so much goddamn money from that guy. I know. Where is it? Where is it? I know, I get you. All right, sad,
1: sad state of affairs. I if bet you're Boston Red Sox. I think bet
0: Mookie Betts would make you a lot of money.
1: He would have. Although I think I think Mookie's a little different than the other ones. I do think Mookie wanted to leave, uh, just in general. I
0: I do. No. I, I I felt that, mm-hmm. especially when he said he wants to test free agency and then <laughs> didn't with the Dodgers. Yeah, I did feel I did feel that. <laughs> However, I'm just saying, would you if you paid just some of these players, they pay you back. Mm. through people buying their jerseys, people wanting their autograph, people going to the game literally just to see them. Mm-hmm. Bro, every time I went to the Red Sox game as a kid, I would, Nomar, Nomar, mm. Nomar, Nomar, Nomar. Mm. Where is he? When is he batting? Is he up yet? Come mm. on. Yeah. Like, I just, I want to see these players. I, you know, sometimes when I go to a Red Sox game, I'm not going to see the Red Sox sometimes. Mm. I'm going to see, oh, they're playing the Angels? I'd love to see Otani. Mm-hmm. Trout's playing? love to see that. Mm-hmm. Play the Astros? I want to see Bay. Yeah. It's not just about, I want to see players. I want to see players. I don't just want to see the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not there just for the Red Sox. No. I'm not. Yeah. As much as I love the Boston Red Sox, I'm not just there for them. No, I I'm you. there to watch Chris Sale pitch when he was great because mm-hmm. that was electric stuff. Oh, yeah. Going to watch Sale Day? That was awesome. That was electric to see. Uh, but that, that doesn't make money in John Henry's eyes, I guess. I guess not.
1: All right. With that, let's talk of the Niners and Brock Purdy here real quick. Um, and, And we just did our top five. I put the Niners at four simply because I need to see more than two games of Brock Purdy to know exactly where the Niners are, if there's even a difference with him and Jimmy G. But I will say this. From what I've seen of those two games, I don't think they're taking away the playbook at all from him. At all. Like... I don't see them changing the offense that much. I don't see them saying, oh, we allowed Jimmy G to make that throw, but we're not going to allow Brock Purdy to make that throw. It seems to me they're asking them almost to make the same throws. And Purdy is a bit more mobile, so it even adds another dimension to the offense. So, so far, there is reason for me to sit here and think, like, hey, in an NFC that we all think isn't that great, right? The Bucs have fallen off a cliff. Aaron Rodgers won't be in the playoffs. The Eagles are good. We question how much they've been tested and Jalen Hurts in this moment and Dallas, the Cowboys of the Cowboys. So if there was ever a time that a backup or third string quarterback could come out of the NFC and make a Super Bowl, this might be the year. I mean, we've seen Rex Grossman make a Super Bowl. It can happen. So from what I'm seeing right now, it's hard for me to definitively say the Niners can't make the Super Bowl anymore. But I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. I need two or three more games of Brock Purdy mm. to make a decision on what they can or can't do. What do you think? Do you get what I, I mean? Like, if there was ever oh. a year, if there was ever a year that you could take a, a backup quarterback and get to the Super
0: Bowl, it seems like this year in the NFC. Sure, because I mean, you know, we said in the off season, mean, the NFC is going to be bad. Yeah, and even some of the good teams in the NFC are still kind of bad. Yes. Um, so I agree with that. However, I – and I don't disagree with all the points you made of like, oh, Brock, Brock Purdy, what's the difference? Like, I, they don't seem to be um, giving him handcuffs or anything like that. So again, I'm going to – like, why can't Mac Jones work? Uh-huh. But anyway, that's a different conversation. I just wanted to make that point. So now, obviously, we, you know, baby steps with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not – he doesn't get all the reps or, or um, all the offseason stuff because they were going to even come in with Trey Lance. Hmm. Uh, so it, he was He literally was third um, So it, even when you come about it's gonna, You're going to have to take some steps in And I feel like you saw that in the first game But then the second game You saw them open it up a little bit more And there was that play It was um, Kittle's touchdown
2: mm-hmm.
0: The first one I think um, Where Fakes the screen to the receiver on his left And then he turns around Fakes the screen I think it was to the running back and then throws to a wide open Kittle in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, those are the kind of things like I wouldn't expect you to do unless you trusted your quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's part of your point of like, all right, they don't seem to be um, limiting the offense. Limited, yes. Um, so I, I really would want to see what's going to happen now in his third week. Mm. Cause, cause even in that play with the Kittle play, you need him to go to the line and cause I bet like you probably have another play. And he has to look like, is the middle of the field going to be open? Which means he has to read that defense and be like, this play is going to work. Mm-hmm. The middle of the field should be open for this. So he, I think this is just well coached. Mm. And it goes back to my point. Why can't Mac Jones work in the NFL? Well, because Mac doesn't have to. Coaching. Training.
1: Mac Mac doesn't have Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and no, Debo Samuel. No, he doesn't have the schemes. I mean, that too. But he needs the let's schemes. Not, let's not act like this
0: isn't like one of the most
1: loaded <laughs> rosters.
0: No, it is. <laughs> it is.
1: Especially on offense.
0: You have a freak of nature and tight end, which mm-hmm. is always great to have a productive tight end mm-hmm. that really can take your offense to another level. Even if your weapons outside of that tight end are... Maybe average. Mm. You have
1: two of maybe the three best Swiss Army knives in football, like guys who do both in Christian McCaffrey and Debo mm. Samuel.
0: Well, I think even just Christian McCaffrey mayb- is probably the most, other than maybe oh, Austin awesome. Eckler, dynamic back in the league. Oh yeah, um, and then Ayuk's coming into a, a, a well-rounded Wide receiver. receiver in his own. Um, the I mean the offensive line when it's healthy is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't know how much of this is purdy, but, like, he seems to have been coached enough, knows enough, mm-hmm. and is talented enough to well, be... Well, it's not Brock. The The question is,
1: is Brock at least going to be a guy who can sit on top of the wagon and not pull it back? Nobody mm. thinks Brock is pulling it, but can he sit on top of it and ride it and not be limiting it and pulling it back? Mm. You know?
0: I really think this week three game or the week three game, this his third week mm-hmm. of being the starter, will really tell I, us a lot. Yeah, because they're obviously they limited him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he's got in a game time situation. All right, let's take him to the next level. Now we like they're going to open it up, and this will be the most telling of what can Brock Birdie do, mm-hmm. or is like all right, Jimmy G will still be the guy next year maybe. Mm. I know with the injury thing you don't really think so. Yeah, I um, don't. But if Brock Purdy shows he can't take the reins in a big game, even like that if 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 the wheels come flying off in the playoffs like mm-hmm. I think maybe we'll be like all right, Brock Purdy can't. Mm-hmm. But sure, right now right now I see and he's,
1: he's Right now I see no proof yet that the Niners can't still make the Super Bowl. I
0: I guess just looking at the rest of the NFC. Yeah, I don't see any
1: proof other than like what My history tells me of like teams with backup quarterback,
0: but well, and also on the field proof yet, I still don't see anything that makes me think they can't just yet. What I might have liked the most about him, too, though, is and I'm sure having the squad he has helps a lot, having Mm -hmm. the the coach he has helps a lot. Um, but his poise Mm -hmm. and his uh, I don't know, he's just so calm, they seem to like him a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if that you saw that video of him like. Singing karaoke, yeah, I saw but that. He's a, he's a man's man. Yes, like he's a, he's he's a he's a dude, bro. He's a in dude. the best way possible. Yeah. So like, he's he just a, he's, he seems his him his ability to seem to just connect and mm-hmm. just play with these guys like uh, that. I bet that seems to be helping a lot. Yeah, a
1: lot. I got you. All right, final thing here then before we take our last break and get into our little Christmas special thing. um Previewing the Cowboys and Eagles game. And also, I want to talk about the Cowboys last game a little bit. So, you know, everybody freaking out now about the Cowboys. Everyone overreacts to their wins and overreacts to their losses. I will say this for Dallas. Philly didn't play well either. I think both teams were looking ahead to the matchup they have next week. And the difference is, is that the Cowboys faced a better team in the Jacksonville Jaguars and a team that's fighting for a playoff spot still, whereas the Eagles got a much less talented team than the Chicago Bears. And so the Eagles were able to pull it out. The Cowboys can't. I don't feel any different about the Cowboys. Did we ever think they were well-coached? No. <laughs> I don't feel any difference about the NFC. I think, think the NFC is weak enough you that- You think back a little bit about McCarthy. I I said, well, I don't think it's bad, but like he's not an elite coach. This is not an elite coach team. I think they caught him looking ahead a little bit. It's not like Dak played awful. Dak was fine. The defense got burned a couple of times. Trevor Lawrence is playing at a very high level right now. And it's a team that was far more motivated for that game than Dallas was. And Dallas got out to a lead. And being as they were looking ahead to Philly, kind of let off the brakes a little bit. And then, you know, they catch a bad break there in the end. in OT on that interception, taking a bad bounce, going to Jacksonville's hands. And he runs it back for a touchdown. I don't feel any different about Dallas today after that game that I did about them coming into it which is in a weak NFC as talented as they are even though I've never loved and trusted McCarthy and them situationally they got about as good a shot as anybody else.
0: Mm. I mean I will say this I personally don't feel much different about the Dallas Cowboys over these past two weeks than I have all season Mm. but I've been singing a different tune about them Mm. for a little while now. Now the only difference I feel is just a little more vindication than I felt last week. That's mm-hmm. the only difference I feel. Uh, because I've just, this team is good, it's well built. Obviously the defense is pretty pretty mm-hmm. damn good, mm-hmm. obviously. And we know, like, we've said Dak Prescott is kind of limited, you're paying him too much, but he's still a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Zeke we've seen is can be a good running back, mm-hmm. even at times, especially when Pollard, mm-hmm. the better running back, mm-hmm. is the number one. Mm-hmm. Decent wide receiver core. However, I, I look at this team and I'm like, you're you're the Dallas Cowboys, and you know it. Mm. So, and that means in the modern era, you think you're better than you are, and you don't know how to get punched in the face. Okay. And the second they do, I know they won the Texans game, but no one mm-hmm. actually thought the Texans were going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is that's a situation of, I think you're right. You know, Mills is back in there they know they lost at this point and mm. lovey smith probably hasn't buying into it bro let's just have some fun mm-hmm. let's just not hate our jobs for the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. let's do our best at that you know maybe it's because brandon cooks isn't playing <laughs> and he's not he's not being a cancer um and i don't want to even bash brandon cooks because he doesn't seem to be in the past but seems to be now mm. and i get it you've been with the texans for more than a year i bet that wants to probably want to kill yourself <laughs> but anyway this is about the cowboys They can't get punched in the face. This team is so soft, actually. Mm -hmm. They can't play any... The second the game starts to go awry, they have no idea what to do. Starts with the leader, Mm -hmm. McCarthy, but he doesn't know what to do either. Mm -hmm. So it starts with that. But again, I I think this team will be one and done in the playoffs. Maybe if they get a good matchup in the first round, they'll win that first game. But the second they play a real team in the playoffs, heck, even the Vikings in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I bet we'll beat their ass. Okay. Huh? Interesting. Um, I think if they get the Bucks, they'll stomp out the Bucs. But, Maybe. Um, I don't know if they would stomp them
1: out, though. Uh, so these, this Eagles-Cowboys game, what are you looking for here in this Eagles-Cowboys game? To me, I'm looking for it because I think Philly is finally going to get a real test. So I'm seeing how Philly deals with this. Because mm. you know mm-hmm. Dallas is going to be motivated for this game. Eagles got them when it was Cooper Rush. Now it's Dak. The Cowboys have... Under underachieved and underplayed the last two weeks. They are fully focused on this game. I'm super interested, especially from the Eagles' standpoint. I want to see Philly tested, and I think they will get tested.
0: Here's the thing, if they do get tested, I think that'll speak much more to Philly than Dallas mm-hmm. because you know a, a a big game like this. There, even if there is discrepancies. Mm -hmm. Like, there shouldn't be blowouts. These are division games. This is the second division game of the year Mm
2: -hmm.
0: between these two. You should know each other a little more. Um, So, just it's like how, you know, even when the Browns are bad, Mm -hmm. they give Bengals, Ravens, Mm -hmm. and Steelers a hard time. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those situations. So, if they give the Eagles a hard time, I think that's a situation of the Eagles are who we thought they were. Mm. Not that hard not that tough either.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However, I based on the last two weeks, I don't care how much the Cowboys were looking forward and preparing for that game. Uh, I could see the Eagles blowing the doors off of them.
1: Oh, I can't. Dallas is too talented for that. And And the other thing that I think is interesting about this game is because it's a little bit like that year that Baltimore and Lamar was insane in the regular season and popped. But once teams saw them a second time, that made all the difference in the world on how to stop that offense. This will be Dallas's now second look at this Eagles offense. I'm very interested to see how the Eagles deal with that. Because mm-hmm. the other team that saw them a second time, remember the Washington Commanders. As soon as that team saw the Eagles offense a second time, they did a really good job adjusting to it. So, sure. and it's a unique little more quirky offense. So
0: I'm very interested in how that matchup goes. Uh, that is true with the Commanders. However, I look at the Commanders as a tougher team, mm-hmm. as a grittier team, team that's been through more crap. Okay, you know the that's fair. Their owners, uh, Snyder, there. Yeah, I think they're a better coach team. Mm. Um, so and you know the Cowboys have a playoff spot. Yeah, Washington at the time was really fighting to have a chance. Mm-hmm. So. I, I see what you're saying, but I, I, I think there's – I I look at the Commanders and the Cowboys as just two vastly different teams. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, just a bunch of pussies. <laughs> uh, uh, Whatever. We'll see. And it uh, starts with McCarthy. Mm. Like I don't want to actually sit there and say, Micah Parsons is a pussy because yeah. he's not. Yeah. But I think because of the coach he has, he has a soft um, – they just don't, look at the
1: game. They just don't they don't adjust or do well when things are going off the rails. That's yeah. they, they they're not uh, they have no resiliency.
0: Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. And they panic. And I mean, they like I said, they know that the Dallas Cowboys and that comes with with a, with America's team, with the most famous team. Everyone's watching us. Like we got to be the best. And oh, look at us. We got a good record. We are the best. Come on, we're the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And I think that's Really to their detriment. You need a coach to be like, I don't give a damn you the Dallas Cowboys. What the hell have you done? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what Troy Aikman did Mm -hmm. or what Emmitt Smith did. We're not the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s. Shut the hell up and accomplish something. Mm. And Mike McCarthy's not that guy. No, he's not. All right. With that, we
1: are going to take our final break. When we get back, we're going to give out one gift for some Christmas wish lists in sports. Some teams, players that just really need that one thing. Let's see if Santa's going to be good to them this year, all right? (laughs) So we'll be back with the Christmas wish list after this.
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's time for the actual Christmas segment. We're going to give out – we're going to play a little Santa's helpers here. Mm -hmm. We're going to give out some gifts, a gift each for some sports sports personalities in need, some teams, some people. Mm -hmm. So the first one, local. We've already talked about him. He's going through a hard time. Mr. John Henry, Mm -hmm. leader of the Fenway Sports Group owner CEO of the Red Sox. You know, he's he's clearly just going through a hard time. He needs some more money. Mm-hmm. He needs some donations. Could use a buck, clearly. You know, we're all going through hard times after COVID, these crazy inflation prices. Clearly it's hit John Henry more than anybody else. Yes. Uh the homeless has skyrocketed, but John Henry needs to be able to pay his players more cuz he's just has none. Can't do that. Yeah, he's broke. It's 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 absurd. Yeah. So some John, more money for John Henry. Yes, <laughs> Dom. Who's our next gift? Who's Dom? our next? Uh... Next
1: on the Christmas wish list: Justin Fields. Justin Fields needs one really big thing this Christmas, and that is an offensive line. Mm. Man, anyone who watched that game on Sunday against the Eagles, and that wasn't even a totally dialed in and focused Eagles team, that was pretty ugly. I mean, mm. Justin really was getting his ass kicked, mm. and he didn't have a lot of time. That's a highly mobile quarterback, still just getting sacked and thrown around all over the place i don't know how many it ended up being i think at one point it was four or five though <laughs> i mean and it got to a point sometimes where it was like third and medium just like just run it just don't even drop back to pass because like you knew the protection wasn't going to go home hold up let's get justin fields an offensive line this christmas hmm and with that jesse who is next
0: on santa's list sure yeah come on down the new york giants we have a gift for you uh it's kind of just a little advice Mm -hmm. maybe just lose a few more games yeah you're not making the playoffs i mean you might i mean now they're a sixth seed with beating the commanders but like should you be there (laughs) at all probably not you know brian dable this has been fun this has been a good ride but you're ruining the future of this team. You might, it might now take a little longer. You're going to be stuck with Danny Dodge. Yeah, I don't think you want that. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Like, come on, guys. You need to lose a little bit more. Think about that draft pick. Think about free agency. Not winning. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that one. <laughs> All right. And Nam, um,
1: who's next? Who's coming down? Next on the Christmas wish list, the New England Patriots. What do they need this Christmas? A real offensive coordinator, you know, Matt Patricia, failed head coach, not a great defensive coordinator, got worked by Nick Foles and the Eagles in a Super Bowl. Now, you know, for some reason, maybe because he whiffed on defense, they just thought he must be a genius on offense. I don't know, (laughs) but they made him the O.C. How about this Christmas? Let's get a real offensive coordinator for the Patriots. I know Mac really wants one, too. So uh, I think that's about the greatest gift you could give this Patriots team, you'll put a smile on that Bill Belichick face that almost Ah, never smiles. So
0: ah, yes,
1: (laughs) a real OC for the Pats next up on the Christmas list. list, We're making people happy all day today.
0: Jesse, who can we put a smile on the face of Russell Wilson? Please. You can take a seat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The season's over. (laughs) It's probably good. They actually did bench him, but now they need to look ahead and Russell Wilson needs some help. He needs some help in the front office. Oh, well, he needs some help on the sideline, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs a new head coach. Anybody. Literally could be anybody. Maybe even Jeff Saturday uh, at this point. Because Nathaniel Hackett, well, we've made the pun of several times. Let's do one more. He just can't hack it as a head coach. Making Aaron Rodgers laugh uh, is just not quite... It just doesn't quite cut it in the NFL with, yeah. with calling plays. That's not... And running not, a team. Yeah. So, Russell Wilson... We want to get you a new head coach for next year and this Christmas. There you go, Russ. (laughs) Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country.
1: All right. Next on the Christmas risk list. This team's living in the past. They're still spending money, it seems. They brought in Mitch Haniger for the San Francisco Giants. Let's get them a time machine. You know, back when Evan Longoria was an MVP Brandon Crawford had one real big breakout offensive year, you know, a couple of years ago. Let's go back to that time. A time machine for the San Francisco Giants, Mm. who are stuck in the past, still spending money thinking they can win with this old man roster. Maybe a time when Brandon Belt wasn't injured every other week. You know, that would be a good time. Good times there in San Francisco Mm. and the Giants. So a time machine for the San Francisco Giants roster. Bring back that MVP days of Evan Longoria. And, you know, you just might challenge the Dodgers then, put a smile on them Giants' faces. Mm. (laughs) Mm. And with that, Jesse,
0: who is next on the Christmas wish list? One of our favorites. (laughs) He's usually a naughty boy, but we're going to give him a gift this year anyway. Aaron Rodgers. You know, he said Ayahuasca helped him with his recent MVPs. So what we need to do for him is clearly we should just legalize ayahuasca, and he can do it like every week, and he can come into the building with a fresh view and be a nice guy, and just maybe just will warm up to some of these rookies, and they'll can actually bond and create chemistry, and they'll be a team, and they'll win some games, and they'll maybe even challenge for a playoff spot again. So let's get Iron Hawas let's get Aaron Rodgers some more. Ayahuasca. Let's this get it. Christmas, yeah, let's get it. Ho- let's get it in home for him. Let's make him know he doesn't have to go to South America. Yes. And, and who's fun, who's last? Who's 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 final And, year?
1: You know, it's the time of year. We had the World Cup near Christmas time. It oh. is over now. But
0: Thank God. let's end
1: with soccer here on the Christmas with list. What does the USA men's soccer team need oh. this Christmas? I got a best one for him. An elite athlete to actually give a flying you-know-what about <laughs> soccer. I don't want to hear it. OBJ is an elite athlete. He was really good in soccer, by the way. He, he played soccer for a long time. He became a wide receiver in football. You can't tell me Tyreek Hill wouldn't be a damn good striker uh, in <laughs> soccer. But this is the United States. And elite athletes here don't give a crap about soccer. They play football. They play basketball. So this Christmas... For all these soccer fans in the USA who are actually soccer fans, not the people who come here and still root for the home team, wherever that may be, for the U.S. soccer fans, let's get an elite athlete to actually give a shit about soccer. (laughs) That'd be the best Christmas gift you could give a soccer fan in the States. Yeah. And I think that we have had a very successful Christmas. I think we've put a lot of smile on a lot of people's faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, and, that was great. Yeah
0: that that was the Christmas that puts right me there. to
1: the top of the nice list for Santa Claus. Ah, yeah, yes. you two, you two, we're 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 one A, one B. Whoever <laughs> I don't know who's one. that's Santa's decision to decide, but probably Jesus. One A, one B. Now we're we're better than Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> we brought more joy than Jesus ever did. Oh, okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> and with that, we're going to wrap this up jesse caulfield tommy report please that's the whitest girl thing you've ever said <laughs> um anyway so tommy what did he do this week mm-hmm. oh you convinced me that maybe the bengals are the best team in football that's what he did um <laughs> uh, did he do it or did the team do it well no one gives a damn about the tampa bay buccaneers that's tom brady those are the tom brady buccaneers mm-hmm. that's what the tb stands for you know yeah so i mean uh, you know decent first half i guess yeah. yeah wheels fell off everything went well for the bengals to be honest, no one's talking about this game actually. Maybe.
1: Well, you know, the only reason not to talk about it is Carolina and Atlanta both
0: lost, so like well, the Bucks well, didn't lose a game in their division. But also, like you know, generally, like, people care about Cincinnati taking the first in their division. Mm-hmm. But it's Cincinnati, mm. so they don't they don't they don't give them the respect that they deserve. Yeah. But like, man, no one's talking about Tom this week. Mm. We are made sure. Yes. Every week. Yes. Um. Yeah, he convinced me that Cincinnati's the best team in football. That's what he did this week. <laughs> I gotta say, man, Tom is lucky, though, huh? What a what a lucky career
1: he's had. Yeah. I'm not trying to be His like wife slanderous. Just left him? No, not that. <laughs> just football wise, like you went from the awful AFC East, to now the uh, your new team, the NFC South, is you know,
0: oh come on. and one of the worst divisions imaginable. He would have still won divisions no matter what division it was. Oh, in the AFC.
1: I'm not saying that he's not still amazing. I'm just saying, like, damn, some nice luck. It's like the worst team you've ever had. He probably. And you're still going to win a
0: division. I, here's what it was. Because you're in one of the worst divisions we've ever seen. It's not luck. It's that black magic that Giselle was uh, yapping about. Mm. So he went, he, he looked at this team come uh, training camp. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to suck. <laughs> so he went to his effigy, what have you. I don't know oh my what, God. I don't know what God he serves. Um, and he did a sacrifice, prayed. And said, "If we're gonna suck, at least just make my division suck even more." No, <laughs> he says, "I'll sacrifice my wife for the division." <laughs> <laughs> and off she went. Oh, uh, okay, maybe, maybe that's how it went down. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, you you noticed. I know he lost this game, but they've had a better record since since F with Tom as a single man. As no, a, that's
1: true, that is true. he's
0: uh, <laughs> gonna take one with
1: that. We are ready to wrap it up. The Darwin Award. Oh, we got history today, though. Oh, we do. We do have history. Yeah. You ready? I figured. I'll announce this one. Oh. Okay. Oh no. You want to? No. No. You got the video up. You announce it. No. You announce it. Oh, it's you there. No. 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 I think you. I think you had a good idea on how to announce it. Did yeah. I? Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I didn't. Oh, Okay then. All right. <laughs> no. How about you announce it? I'm not even. I'm not even used to your little. Do idea. you have an
0: idea? Just do it.
1: Okay. You're. You're good okay. at the off the cuff. All
0: right. All right you ready? drum roll please this week's darwin award winner is the indianapolis colts and jeff saturday (laughs) i kind of want to specifically single out saturday a little bit because more and more he's showing he's a terrible coach and he did it on saturday yes he did and wow like man history history for the indianapolis colts it's not been a good year but you made history (laughs) biggest blown lead in nfl history you gave the vikings that division i guess because holy hell like i understand oh we have a lead let's not injure our players let's just let's just clock kill clock what have you but you scored three points in the second half like i don't care how big the first half lead is if you scored 33 points in the first half that means it's possible to score 33 points in a half half. (laughs) and guess what still a whole half to play and you went Let's go three points. Let's go three points, guys. Let's go against good enough. And No, it wasn't. I feel so bad for Matt Ryan. <laughs> like, you know, he just wants to escape 28-3. to three, And the only way he knew how, how was well, to well, create like a 33, 33 nothing lead. Obviously, it's not actually Matt Ryan's fault. He's just the quarterback, and he's 79 years old. <laughs> so, like, what do you expect from this man? He put up 33 first-half points. <laughs> Did he, though— no, he didn't. Kevin O'Connell's decision making kind of did, but yeah, but he was a part of it. He was there. He didn't make mistakes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but then the wheels came off. And I don't know how you allow Dalvin Cook to catch a screen pass and then go sixty-four yards for a touchdown. Yeah, he, like at least if like you threw one up, double coverage, and Justin Jefferson is just you know him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but here's the and, thing. But he no, no, was, no, no, he no, wasn't no. him in the first half.
1: No, I, I know he wasn't. But, like, you just let Dalvin Cook catch a simple screen pass and then run it 64 yards for a touchdown. Like, wow. (laughs) This was one of the greatest, maybe the biggest choke job of all time. I don't Uh, even know. I still don't know how they even did it. I think 28-3 to is still worse. Because of the circumstances. Yes. But, yes. I have no idea how they did this. (laughs) Like, I might have to go home and watch it again. Just, like, I, I truly... In, and I watched a lot of the second half, and I was still just like, I don't I don't even, I can't even process what's going
0: on. Like, how yeah. did this happen? How did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, as someone who was uh, working at the time of mm-hmm. this game going on, now, I saw the halftime score, mm-hmm. 33 to nothing. And I was like, cool. I don't have to give a damn about this game. I finished my shift. Mm-hmm. I look at my phone. I see biggest comeback in nfl history and i'm like what no not possible (laughs) yeah matt ryan god damn i know
1: so congratulations to jeff saturday and the indianapolis colts for making history oh boy largest what a week of blown lead in nfl history i know it was a hell of a week in football I mean, for better or worse, for better or worse, depending on who you're rooting up for. We
0: saw some wilds. Yeah,
1: this has been one of the most wild weeks I've ever seen in football.
0: And with that, let's do it again next week. Do it again next week. That has been Wait, it. It's not over. What? There's still one more game. What? What's gonna happen? Green Bay and Rams. There's still one oh, more game tonight. Oh yeah, there is. This wild and wacky week. Oh Who's yeah. winning?
1: I'll go with Green Bay. I don't think Baker Mayfield and them are gonna are um. gonna. <laughs> catch lightning in a bottle twice there and do that no okay. alright yeah so I'll go with Green Bay so that has been it for Slow Your Roll on this wacky wacky week of football for Dominic Lorenzano and Jesse Caulfield have a great rest of your week Merry Christmas to all of you Merry Christmas Merry Christmas one and all Have